to this lovely sea of red, I say you may be seated in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Even those of you who wore complimentary green, that's okay too. <laughs> you know, it's rough to be in a place where you don't understand what's going on. On our first vacation to Iceland a few years ago, we encountered in the, on the back roads these road signs that had a picture of a camera on them and then a couple of words. Now, Icelandic words have Every one of them seems to have 20 consonants and two vowels. Have no, we had no idea what to do with those words, but having driven around the United States quite a bit and being familiar with scenic overlook ahead signs, we just figured there must be something beautiful ahead and they want us to be heads up. Well, we kept passing these signs and saw no obvious pullouts. And then finally, one time we drive past one of these signs and experience this flash of light. And we go, oh, maybe that sign didn't mean scenic overlook ahead. Sure enough, a couple of months after we returned to the United States, we got a letter, unofficial letterhead, from an Iceland police office from way out in the hinterlands with a photo of us in our rental car and a bill for $200 or so. Turns out that sign said something like, be mindful of your speed or our camera will get you. <laughs> Neither understanding nor being understood, not a great place to be. And we've all felt it, even when we supposedly share a common tongue. I just don't love you anymore. Our company is moving in a different direction. I've always hated this about you. That's why Simon and Garfunkel sang one of my favorite songs in my teen years. I am a rock and I am an island. I built walls, a fortress deep and mighty that none may penetrate. I have no need of friendship Friendship causes pain. It's laughter and it's loving I disdain. I am a rock. I am an island. And a rock feels no pain and an island never cries. I thoroughly get C.S. Lewis's vision of hell in the great divorce, a place where nobody is understood and nobody understands you. In Lewis's supposal of hell, people find each other's presence so uncomfortable that they keep moving farther and farther apart until each person inhabits their own planet. Today's passage from the book of Genesis rounds out the first 11 chapters of the Bible. Confusion of language the inability to understand one another is the final effect of the fall from grace in the garden. All the while, though, setting up God's great intervention of grace that culminates in today's celebration of Pentecost. Think with me. Genesis chapters 2 and 3. Taking the forbidden fruit that led the first couple 
to shame, blame shifting, avoidance of God's presence, work becoming a burden, the knowledge that death is going to come. God's gracious response, a promise that the woman's seed would eventually reverse the curse. In the next generation, moving ahead to Genesis chapters 4 and 5, a contest between half-hearted worship, Cain's, and true worship, Abel's, that contest leads to envy and murder. God's gracious response, a mark on Cain to preserve his life, and the emergence of civilizations to carry out humankind's cultural task of cultivating the planet, if imperfectly. But then with Noah in chapters 6 through 9 of Genesis, we find that violence has begotten violence. Lawlessness and godlessness have won the day. And God makes a new start. His grace, an amazing picture of rescue from the flood of judgment for those who will get into the boat built by the one righteous man. And that brings us to today's passage, Genesis chapter 11. A common language that should have supported a universal human task of filling the earth with true worship and friendship under God's rule had become a tool of ego and pride. And so God makes people incomprehensible to each other until, until, and here is the grace, until God brings to fruition his own plan for re reunification through one family, Abraham's story that begins in the next chapter a plan that will eventually yield the one man, Jesus, who will, one, single-handedly reverse the curse of the fruit stolen from one tree by hanging on another. Jesus, who will, two, build a boat that looks a lot like a church into which all who will enter will be rescued from judgment. And Jesus, who will, three, through the gift of the Holy Spirit, his own first gift for all who believe, begin to reunify the race, bringing through the good news of salvation available through him, bringing to fulfillment the sanctification of all. And so, friends, on this day, we celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit, Tongues of fire enable backwoods Galileans to tell God's story in the vernacular of people from Iran to Rome, from Asia Minor to Arabia and North Africa. Peter, who had been cowered by courtyard servants on the night of Jesus' arrest some 50 days prior, receives a fresh wind from God that emboldens him to declare Jesus crucified and risen, 
as the source of forgiveness and life. And today, as we celebrate our baptism in the Holy Spirit, and as we incorporate Henry and Ellie into this baptismal identity, we pray for them, and I pray for myself and for all of us. May these tongues of fire reach all the way to each one of us, so that as Paul says in today's epistle, we may know God in the depths of our hearts as Abba, Father, Dad. That is one who will love you and Ellie and Henry and each of us. One who will love each of us no matter what no matter whether anybody else understands us or gets us or cares how we feel about anything. May those tongues of fire reach all the way to you and me and Ellie and Henry so that as Jesus himself promises in today's gospel, you, we, together may know his onboard presence, the Holy Spirit as our advocate, fighting for us, each of us, defending you, no matter what the challenge or attack, whether the word of condemnation comes from within, from sins remembered, or whether from without. Others reminding you of how far you have to go. May the onboard presence of Jesus by the Holy Spirit give you confidence that Jesus himself is not only up there watching, risen and ascended, but is right here, risen, ascended and indwelling, in here, fighting so that indeed you do not have to let your hearts be troubled, nor be afraid of anything, and more, empowering you to proclaim Jesus as Lord. May he strengthen your faith and by his baptismal power send you out to bear witness to him in word and Holy Spirit. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond all that we could ask or even think, to him be glory in Christ Jesus and in the church now and forever. Amen.